Creating a Brilliant Career Life is your source for practical advice for creating the work life of your dreams. I'm your host, Jerome M. Hoff, and I'm committed to helping you uncover the career you've always imagined. I'll show you how to use the resources available to land that perfect job. We'll talk about striking that all-important work-life balance. And together we'll discover how you can create a career life that supports your life, your authentic life, your brilliant life. I hope you'll join me. Hello and welcome to the podcast. You are listening to the Creating a Brilliant Career Life podcast. My name is Jerome Emhoff and this is the third episode of the podcast. And this evening I would like to speak with you. I'm actually coming to you from my home in San Francisco. And this evening, it's evening here, (laughs) um, I'd like to talk with you about how you can turn a job interview into a job. I know that all of us who have been in the job market at any time in our lives have had that experience of being called for a job interview feeling super excited because it's really a great opportunity, going to the job interview, really trying to put our best foot forward, but walking out and feeling as if things could have gone a whole lot better. And it's really frustrating when that happens in the job for which we've been interviewing is sort of our dream job, the dream company, and we leave and feel like, I really blew that. Um, A lot of my... Clients actually come to me for interview coaching. So today I'm going to be sharing with you some ideas about what you can do to really up the odds of being successful in job interviewing. Um, As I've mentioned before, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, I have about 10 years of experience in the employment industry. I began that career as a job developer and vocational counselor for an adult uh, vocational school in the San Francisco Bay Area. Shortly after leaving that position, I worked there for a couple of years, I began working as a recruiter or a headhunter for a prominent staffing agency, and most recently have begun my private practice as a professional resume writer and career coach. So what I'm sharing with you in this podcast is actually information that I've gleaned over the years of working with people and you know conducting a lot of job interviews with candidates that came to me um, in the office when I was working as a recruiter, and then also submitting those candidates onto hiring managers and HR professionals. Um, If you want to check me out, you can find me on the web. Uh, My website is theresumeshopinc.com. Inc. is spelled I-N-K. And I would love to hear from anyone who's listening to this podcast. Uh, If you have questions I can answer or if you have ideas for future podcasts, definitely uh, contact me. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is jerome at com. So let's dig in. There are a few basics that I think are really essential uh, when we're preparing for a job interview. Um, so just some basic tips. And the first of those tips would be to control what you can control. 
and that is your preparation and your presentation. You have no control over what the expectations of the, the employer are. Oftentimes you'll be on an interview and you're being interviewed by somebody who isn't an experienced interviewer. And so the interview may or may not go well just because they're not a good interviewer. So you have no control over that. Uh, you don't have any control over uh, the mood that the person who's interviewing you will be in on the day that you actually have your interview. You know, there are lots of dynamics that occur throughout somebody's work day, and you might walk into the office for a job interview, and the person who is supposed to be interviewing you is not feeling well, or they've just had a, a, a bad experience with a client or a customer, or perhaps their supervisor has. Um, spoken to them about something that's a little bit stressful. So you have no control over any of those things. But you do have control over your presentation and your preparation for the interview. And so you want to make sure that both of those factors are, on top, are in top-notch shape before the interview. The second tip, just a general overall tip, is to think about the job interview overall as being more akin to a blind date than to a sales call or a sales pitch. I've often heard people say, oh, when you're on an interview, you really need to sell yourself. And I think that's really an important idea. However, I think sometimes when you think about going in and selling yourself, you sort of shift the balance of power. So if I'm a salesperson and I'm trying to get you to buy something, I may come on a bit too strong. I may feel as if you have all of the power, that you have the money, you have the resources to buy what I'm selling, and I need to uh, really be a little bit pushy or convince you uh, to like me, to like my product. Um, so while there is a sales factor involved in, res or in, in interviewing, it's more akin to a blind date in that you are meeting with somebody who has never met you before and in that first few minutes you're deciding whether or not you like each other. The interviewer is making a decision about whether or not you present well. You know, in the first few seconds they're checking out your, your presentation, your appearance. Are you well-groomed? Are you dressed appropriately for the interview? Um, how do you present yourself? Do you sound like you're intelligent? Are you articulate? So they're summing you up, and at the same time, you're summing them up and the company. And so if you think about it as a blind date, where you're meeting and you're getting acquainted, and you're deciding whether or not this coffee date is worth moving into dinner, and perhaps a movie, uh, then I think you'll be in a situation that's a little bit more relaxed in some ways. And also, it kind of lets you realize that while... The employer obviously has the power to hire you or not. You will also have a bit of say in the situation. And that the employer should in some ways convince you that, that you should work for them. Uh, the, the third pointer is to observe the 50% rule. In a job interview, it's a conversation. So it should be 50% listening and 50% speaking. Your, in general, your answers should take anywhere from 20 seconds to 2 minutes, and no longer than that. Oftentimes, uh, inter interviewers will um, ask a question, and the candidate will give a very good answer, 
but then feel like they really have to drive the, the point home. And so they kind of ramble on and on and on and get into more detail, and that's not always necessary. In fact, I think it's almost better if you give enough information to answer the question, but leave the interviewer wanting more so that they can ask the follow-up question. The other piece of that is if you continue to go on and on and on and oversell, you come off as maybe being a little bit desperate or being a little bit too eager. And if you think again of the job interview as more like a blind date, being overly eager, being overly enthusiastic, or coming off as desperate in a blind date is never attractive. So you want to be careful about that. The next pointer is to expect the kinds of questions that you're going to be asked on the interview. And more and more companies, more and more hiring managers are using behavioral interviewing and behavioral type questions. If you don't know what those are, go on Google, do a search, look for a list of behavioral questions, send me an email and ask for them. I can, I can email them to you. I'd be happy to do that. Behavioral questions are based on the concept that the greatest predictor of future behavior is past behavior. If you're a fan of Dr. Phil McGraw, you've heard him say that a million times. The greatest indicator of future behavior is past behavior. So behavioral questions are questions that are designed to ask you to come up with an example of the way you behaved in a certain situation. Tell us about a time when you had to uh, enforce a policy that you didn't agree with. Tell us about a time when you had a conflict with your supervisor. So you're asked to kind of on the fly come up with scenarios and examples of the way you handled yourself in certain situations. Oftentimes people are stumped by these types of questions because they're not prepared for them. And oftentimes what might happen is a scenario is sent out to you. For example, tell me about a time when you didn't get, ex get along with a supervisor. And you kind of think about that question and you think, wow, I've always been able to get along with my supervisors. How do I answer the question? The trick to answering behavioral questions is to figure out what the question is after, what the what the um, what they're trying to uncover by asking that question. And so, in that case, I would answer by saying, you know, fortunately, I've always worked with supervisors that I got along very well with. However, if I were in a situation where I had a conflict with a supervisor or a moment when we didn't get along well, I would approach that person and try to be very upfront about my concerns that we weren't getting along well and find out what we could do to develop a, a professional working relationship where we both benefited from working with one another. So if, there, if the question comes at you, it's a behavioral question, and you don't have an answer, make up the hypothetical situation. If I were in that situation, this is what I would do. Convey your attitude and your work ethic throughout the interview. So as much as possible, when you're asked questions, try to answer them in a very positive light. Um, talk If there's something that was negative that happened on a, on a job, make sure you talk about the lesson you learned and how it changed who you are as an employee. Um, do not ever badmouth a, a former um, employer. 
if you had a boss that you couldn't get along with, uh, and you, for the life of you, you can't figure out how that happened, you say something like, you know, this manager and I just could not get along. I'm not sure why. It's never happened before. I hope it never happens again because it was really uncomfortable. But I did my best and we just couldn't get along. Uh, but don't say anything bad about them. Be specific about what the situ- you know, about how you felt and what you tried to do to, to better the situation, but don't share any negativity um, about that former boss because the person who's interviewing you is thinking, hmm, if I'm this person's boss at some point, how will he or she present me to, to others? Um, so you always want to err on the side of being uh, very positive. Um, and talk about your work ethic. Talk about the fact that you uh, work hard, that you're committed to doing a good job, that you are open to constructive criticism because it helps you to do well uh, in your job and that that's something you want to do, that you take pride in your work. Throughout the interview, whenever possible and whenever applicable, make sure you let the employer know that you have a good work ethic. Um, Employers believe that the way you've conducted your job search indicates how you will do the job. So be thorough and pay attention to details. This goes back to preparation. If the employer asks, have you had a chance to look at our website? And you say, oh, no, 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 I haven't had a chance, but I intend to. You just shot yourself in the foot. Because you're, you're indicating that you haven't paid attention to detail. That you're not prepared. So they think, if this person didn't prepare for the job interview, how can I expect him or her to be prepared for work. Um, if they ask you a question about something that was clearly stated on their website and you're not aware of it, or if they speak to you about, you know, tell us what you think about the latest industry trends and you haven't done your homework, it looks as if you are not somebody who uh, prepares for important um, meetings, important presentations. So remember, Everything that you put forward in the interview in in terms of preparation and readiness to have that conversation, it's not only a reflection on the particular interview or maybe not knowing something about the industry, but it's also a reflection on how you will be in the job. So, again, pay really close attention to details. And the last tip I would give you is to be sure to close the interview. Um, It's really important at the end of the interview to ask for the job and to thank the interviewer for for their time. So I think the two most crucial places in the interview are opening the interview and closing the interview. You know, uh, putting your best foot forward in those initial moments when you're first meeting the person who is interviewing you. And then also at the end to make sure you ask um, for the job. Here are just a couple of things. Um... That will help you to kind of reframe the interview. The first one is to remember that you are also interviewing them. And if you can keep that in mind, I think you end up having a lot more confidence in the interview. And it helps you to ask more intelligent questions and to engage in the conversation in such a way that you're trying to uncover as much information about the company, about your potential supervisor about the job 
as you can. Just as they are trying to uncover as much information about you as possible. Interviews tend to feel like really artificial situations, but as much as you can do um, whatever it takes to kind of make it very conversational, it, it really just helps you to be in a better place. So remember, you're interviewing them. Remember that they are interested in you, or they wouldn't have called you in. The interview is really to confirm their interest. So they've seen your resume, they've maybe talked with somebody who referred you to them, they've looked at your job application. There's something about you as an employee that has piqued the company's interest, the manager's interest, enough to call you in for a conversation. Think about how busy people are in their work lives and realize that nobody conducts a job interview with a potential candidate just to be nice, just to fill a quota. <laughs> they do it because they're interested in you. So you can walk into that interview right away with a, a, a great deal of confidence in knowing that something about who you are on paper has piqued their interest. They're interested in you. So you just need to confirm the, that interest. The employer... Um, is interested in knowing why are you are here? Why you, why why are you in the the interview? What is your interest in working for the company? They want to know what you can do for them. So, what are your skills? What are your abilities? What knowledge base do you have? They want to know who you are. What's your personality like? A large percentage of interviews really is about personality. It's about whether or not the manager wants to see you every day, whether or not you're someone they'd want to have lunch with, maybe whether or not you're somebody who they'd like to have cocktails with after work. So personality is a really uh, big factor of an interview, personality and building rapport. So they're interested in who you are. They want to know what makes you unique. What can you do for them that nobody else can do? What particular skills and expertise do you have that nobody else has? What accomplishments have you been able to demonstrate in your previous work experience? Did you save a company money? Did you increase revenues? Did you streamline processes? Did you manage major events and projects? So what unique contribution did you make to your past employers and what what makes you unique now and what can you offer them. And the last thing the employer wants to know is can we afford you? Is your salary expectation in line with what our budget is for this position? Can we afford to pay you what you want to make? Um, salary negotiation is something we'll talk about in other uh, podcasts because there's a lot of finesse involved in that. But that's part of the, the bottom line with the interview. Here's what you want to find out in the job interview. You want to know what the job involves. You want to know if you can truly be successful in the, in the position. You know, are you setting yourself up for failure? Or is this a job where there's room for growth? Is it a job that you can really feel good about doing? You want to know if you'll be happy in the position. You know, at the end of the day, is this a job that's going to support my authentic life? Is it 
a job that's going to um, be manageable in terms of not creating a lot of additional stress in your life. And the last question, of course, that you're interested in and having an answer to is, will they pay me what I need or want to make? So you're also um, concerned about salary. Um, here are some warnings. Some things to kind of be concerned about. Um, do not, again, I'll say this because it's so important. Uh, both warnings are things we've already talked about, but I think they're important to restate. Do not badmouth any previous employers. Say something nice about all of them. And number two, do not do desperate because it's never attractive. Now, here are just a, la a few last comments. Some things to watch for. Watch the interviewer's body language and watch their, or pay attention to their level of enthusiasm and their speech patterns. Uh, in terms of body language, you know, watch their eye contact. Make sure you're making eye contact with them, that you're engaging with them on that, that nonverbal level. But also, uh, watch for kind of a glazed over look where you realize you've gone on too long in answering a question. Listen for time indicators in the, um, in the t conversation. As it moves from kind of the past to the future, you know that the interview is going favorably. So at the beginning of the interview, the interviewer is going to want to know more about your past work history, maybe where you went to school, what kind of education you have. As that conversation goes to more of the future or even the more immediate future, you know that the interview is going well. And listen also for language that indicates that you've already gotten the job. Um, when you hear those kinds of cues, if they're talking about, oh, here's what you would be doing and you'd be reporting to such and such and, you know, you'll be sitting here. Or, Let me take you on a tour of the office and show you where your desk will be. Any of that sort of information. Um, sometimes that happens if they start getting to that level. You know the interview's going really well. You don't necessarily have the job yet, so don't get too overly confident. But you want to start closing at that point. Um, so there you have it. Uh, my tips for turning an interview into a job. Um, my best advice for you is to prepare well. To... Um, Try to be very positive and energetic. Uh, match the energy level of the person who's interviewing you, but go about one notch higher. Not over the top, but one notch higher. Do your research. Know as much as possible about the position, about the company, about the person who's interviewing you as you can. In this day of just access to information with sites like LinkedIn where you can actually look up the name of the person who is interviewing you and find their profile on LinkedIn possibly with every company having a website and having a very strong um, internet presence um, and with you know Google available where you can look up information uh, about a company that's maybe not even posted on their website but elsewhere. You really, um, you owe it to yourself to really be well prepared for an interview. 
So with that, I will wish you the very best of luck in all of your job search endeavors. I hope you found this information useful, and I hope you'll come back to listen to future podcasts. So my name is Jerome Imhoff with the Resume Shop, Inc. in San Francisco, California. You've been listening to the Creating a Brilliant Career Life podcast. I hope you'll join me next time. Goodbye.